Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Hey everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. My name is Michael E. Cullen II, and with me via Zoom is... Matthew Zoom Haas. Matthew Zoom Haas. Yep. Is that one word or two, or is that the middle name, Zoom? It's three words. Oh, okay. Um, Zoom, the, the character from The Flash. Oh, yeah, that's who I, you are. That's me now, yeah, so... Um, gotcha. Yeah. So, on today's episode, I had an interview with actor Will McLaughlin. McLaughlin? I can't talk right now. Um, anyways, <laughs> he uh, he uh, is uh, best known as playing Earl on uh, Superstore. <laughs> and um, also known for his uh, recurring role as Officer Kilnose on Parks and Recreation. Randy Kilnose. Um, he was in seven different episodes of that. And uh, he's really great guy. He's a actor with the UCB, the Upright Citizens Brigade. Um, mm. Teaches there as well. Um, very funny guy. Um, it was a great interview. Um, he, uh, he was a uh, he plays cops a lot in movies and stuff too, so it's cool we talk about that. We have a uh, um, interesting interruption at one point in the episode, which I'm going to leave in um, from Viola <laughs> Davis. <laughs> You're going to have to stay tuned to find out how that happened. <laughs> yes, award-nominated actress Viola Davis appears in the episode for a very brief second. <laughs> um. Also, uh, you know, he, he's he's just a, a fun fun guy to talk to. Um, so, uh, without uh, further ado, here's my interview with Mil- Will McLaughlin. First, I just wanted to thank you for uh, taking time to talk to us today. Um, yeah. Um, 
So, um, how are you dealing with all the stuff with the pandemic and everything here in the world? First off, <laughs> how am I dealing with it? Um, uh, yeah, it's been going on a while, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, my my pandemic has actually been okay. Um, I mean, I I mean, it seems so selfish to say, ah, it's driving me crazy. It's driving me nuts that I can't go to a bar or go out to eat. But, you know, I think of people who, well, A, actually have COVID, uh, you know, the, yeah. the crap that they're going through. Uh, B, the people that have, like, families and extended families or can't see their families or, uh, uh, you know, anything like that. And, you know, I don't have that to deal with. Um, you know, I don't have anyone else to take care of financially. Yeah. So, you know, my my pandemic has been pretty breezy. <laughs> so uh, my, my heart goes out to all those who have not had a very easy time in it but uh i've been i've been catching up on a lot of uh a lot of tv watching a lot of movies checking all those boxes yeah. uh taking all those boxes off uh i haven't been doing a lot of it's like you know great you know once i finally get some time to just really sit down and do nothing i'm just gonna write i'm gonna write i'm gonna write and i just haven't done anything at all um just because of the looming sword of damocles that's over all of us with this yeah. This pandemic, um, I'm like, you know, is anybody going to need any written material anymore? And it looks <laughs> like they will. It looks like they will, and I have absolutely nothing to show uh, at the end of it. But um, yeah, I know how that is. I've been staring at an outline for a feature film I've been trying to write for years, and I've just been staring at it. And I'm like, I'm going to do it now, and then yeah, just stares back yeah, at me. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, the blank page. Well, you're not blank. At least you've got an outline. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, the. Uh, um, first off, uh, I just wanted, I was just curious, like, how did you, uh, you know, where, where did you grow up first off? Yeah. I was curious about that. Uh, I was raised in Atlanta, Georgia. Nice. Um, I lived in Syracuse. I was born in Syracuse, New York, but lived there until I was four. And, um, my mom, according to her, she read an article in the newspaper, uh, about how Atlanta was a city on the grow. <laughs> uh, I think especially for young single mothers, Mm-hmm. Um, the land of opportunity. So, uh, and, you know, I don't, I, and, you know, I, I guess I, I'm kind of poking fun of it, but I just, I, you don't realize until you're an adult what a brave move that is yeah. to, you're a single mother, you're divorced, you're from a Catholic family and you've gotten divorced and you're striking out on your own with your four year old in a city you've never been to, you don't even know. I mean, I, I don't think I ever told that to my mom while she was alive, but, uh, uh, that's just a remarkable, brave thing to do. I don't know yeah. if I, I don't know if I would ever be able to do that. No, that that is pretty brave. I mean, anytime you like uproot yourself and just go somewhere else, it's got to be a lot of uh, yeah. pressure and just uh, you know, just the the fear of the new, <laughs> too. Um, but, yeah, and then but then you just add in the factors of being a single mom, being from yeah. a Catholic family, where divorce still a stigma. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, moving from the northeast to the south, the culture shock of that. Yeah, uh, it's uh, pretty. It's pretty daunting. But uh, Atlanta was a pretty cosmopolitan city. Um, um, for well, I guess it is. It is now. When I when I grew up in Atlanta, Atlanta was like a city that saw the picture of a city in a in a book. Yeah, and said, "Oh, let's let's do that," um, <laughs> without realizing, "Oh, we actually need artists and writers and you know." winning sports teams uh, and stuff like that. Um, and now they have them. So now it's 
now it feels like an actual modified city. <laughs> yeah, I grew up uh, actually an Atlanta Falcons fan, so I kind of, you know, yeah, just randomly, I don't know. I, I was like, everybody else around here liked either the Cleveland Browns or the Detroit Lions, and I was like, uh, I'm just going to pick the Atlanta Falcons. Whoa, that's really, <laughs> what? Because you, you were raised in Ohio? Yeah. Yeah, I just, so, I, I picked them, plus uh, Jerry Glanville, who was uh, their coach way back when, he uh, he uh, grew up in Perrysburg, which is right next to Toledo, and um, uh-huh. yeah, and so I kind of was like, that'll, that'll work, and I, I used to have Christmas, <laughs> yeah, I used to have Christmas dinner with his mom every year, too, so it was kind of cool. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay, so you, you, have a, you do have a connection. I do have a connection, but it was still like, everybody else was like, why do you like the Falcons? Yeah, so just like, yeah. Well, I mean, the, the Glanville era Falcons, that was the that was the Falcons to like. Yeah, um, there was like Deion Sanders and everybody. Then yeah, Deion, yeah. Deion, they changed their uniforms. Michael Vick was uh, uh, playing for him. Yeah, it was a good. I don't time. know if that's a plus. That's a plus these days. Yeah, but, <laughs> no, but back then it was kind of yeah. <laughs> yeah, we didn't we didn't know what was going on behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, I uh, yeah, and then I kind of just fell off of liking sports and fell more into the arts. So yeah, but, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so yeah, but um, so uh. What um? How'd you actually get in? Speaking of the arts, how'd you get like in, interested in uh, acting and comedy and everything like that? Uh, I think that uh, I got interested in acting. Um, I think it was it was just out of it was out of laziness. Well, I mean, I guess it was it was also just because it was it was a way it was a way to be popular at my elementary school because I wasn't good at sports. I wasn't uh, uh, particularly good looking. Uh, I was a fat kid. Uh, I still am. And, um, uh, but I found that like, I, if I just imitated what I saw on TV and just regurgitated back to my friends, uh, the kid, cause I think the very first, the very first act that I saw was the unknown comic. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you're old enough to remember, you remember but he had the with bag the over his bag. head. Yeah. 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 And, and, uh, so we had like a talent, we had a talent show. Uh, at elementary school, quote unquote, I forget we're not. Nobody can see this. Yeah. I'm making air quotes to my fingers. <laughs> um, at my school, and um, I decided just to. I was just going to do the entire unknown comics act, and I didn't understand half the jokes. I just thought he was. It was a funny guy with a bag on his head, and I didn't know what. I didn't know what his jokes meant. Uh, like there was that one. It was like, what do you get when you cross an elephant with a rhino? Elephino. <laughs> um, I didn't. I didn't get the pun at the time. I just thought, oh, it's a funny thing. He's combining elephant and rhino, and people laugh at it. So I think that was the first time the the bug bit me, and you know, I was known as the funny guy at school. Um, and I would I would literally just copy Letterman and and Saturday Night Live uh, when I got to school. But also, I, it was also I say laziness too because I learned like in my school we had. In English class, you had to do a book report at the end of every month, and I've I've, I've come to learn that it's called power reading. Like uh, you, they give you a list of fifty options that you can do, other than just reading your book report about hey, here's what this book was about, here's what I liked, and here's uh, you know whatever. And one of the options was uh, perform a short scene, uh, perform a short scene from this book, and I said uh, and I said all right, I'm going to try this out. I'm just going to get a book. I'm going to flip through, I'm going to look for a scene, and I'm just going to do that scene in front of a class. And I realized that I could get away with not reading a book. And just do, if I just got up there and made an ass of myself, then the teachers would give me an A. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, this is, this is the game for me. Nice. So uh, I think that was, my, that was my first journey into, uh, uh, into 
the wonderful world of the arts. Yes. Um, how? Uh, I, I see that you've like you you were part of the UCB. You you took uh, took classes there and everything. How did you uh, get involved with that? Uh, well, I was I moved to uh, I went to art school in Savannah, Georgia, um, and stayed there way too long. Uh, I went to art school. I went to art school not because I was talented at art or anything. I just went because they had no math. Uh, I wasn't <laughs> strong at math, so I said, "Well, art school—that's that's the thing for me." Uh, and I was a video production major, but I wasn't particularly good at video production. Uh, I was really bad at the technical stuff, but I was pretty good at being in front of the camera. So I'm like, "All right, well, I think this is a sign. I should I should just go somewhere to be in front of the camera, uh, or whatever." And then so, uh, but I. I'm four credits shy of my degree. Uh, I kept saying, all right, this is the year I get back into school. This is the year I get back into school. Never happened. Uh, anyway, I ended up just kind of, the plan was to, the plan was to move to Chicago and go to second city and, um, uh, improv Olympic and Steppenwolf, uh, and those places. I didn't really have a plan. I just knew that there were some actors that I respected that took that path. I just didn't understand, you know, what it was. And, um, uh, but I ended up moving to New York City kind of on a dare. And um, I, while I was there, I'm like, well, I'll just try stand-up here because, I mean, that's how you get a job writing for Conan O'Brien or, or Letterman or Saturday Night Live. It turns out going to Harvard really helps uh, for both <laughs> of, the, of those things. Matter of fact, it helps with most things, going yeah. to Harvard. Um, so I, I did stand-up, and I was, I was just so, I was so bad at it. I was terrible at it, but I couldn't see that at the time. I was, you know, I had the arrogance of a 20 of a 26 year old um and uh it just wasn't clicking in the stand-up world uh and whatever and then i saw that i would seen that a uh um i'd seen that a, a performer from upright citizens brigade had gotten hired to be a writer at conan o'brien and uh i always knew there was some sort of tacit connection between improv and and you know the sketches that i saw on saturday Night live or the things that i would see on letterman but i never really understood what that you know what that connection was because all I had really seen of improv was whose line is it anyway yeah and you know it was just all these short form I'm like how do you get from how do you get from playing the alphabet game to Matt Foley motivational speaker how do you get from how do you get from party quirks to uh, you know to you know Debbie Downer and um, so I was like well you know I'll go check out this improv thing and the first group I saw at Upright Citizens Brigade was uh, the Naked Babies and that's that's Brian Husky, Seth Morris, Rob Corddry, and John Ross Bowie. And um, and I was blown away. I was like, oh, this. This is what I should be doing. This is this is all the stuff I, I'm doing in stand-up and no one's laughing at, but holy crap, they're laughing. Ah, take all my money. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, so I ended up taking my first class in January of 2001, and I was so addicted to it, I went through it pretty quickly. Uh, and uh, just just really enjoyed it, and it's it's become just like uh, you know it's just kind of a, it's a family. Uh, it's a very dysfunctional family, but um, you know that some of my friends for life, uh, friends for life there, and you know still one of my my favorite things to do is improv the UCB way. That's awesome. Yeah, I've uh, yeah I know there's like a big difference between the like you know party quirks sort of uh, small whose line is it anyway sort of thing, and then the long form. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're, they're, they both have their merits, but it's you know, it's it's. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't. Yeah. Uh, I do not want it to come off. Like, no, no, I, I know you're not. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, but I just find I just find long form improv more satisfying as an actor. Yeah. Uh, just because you know, I've I've never I've never been called to do an audition and said, okay, now you guys are going to play freeze tag. 
<laughs> but I have I have gone into auditions that that have they've said give me a slip of paper. Okay, you've come here to arrest Larry David, uh, and you find that Jerry Miner is in the house. So uh, you know I, you know those things uh, long form improv I feel like helps more. Yeah, uh, than uh, short form. But I do find that most most people that do short form um, like. Um, Everybody who's come out of Boom Chicago, which is a short-form theater, and they're just like ninjas. They can handle absolutely anything. Uh, but I think that's just because they do so many shows or did so many shows yeah. uh, over and over to non-English speaking audiences. So they had to become, uh, you know, they had to become uh, 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 facile at absolutely everything. Yeah. That's that group that like Seth Meyers was part of and stuff, right? Or something? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah I thought so. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, from uh, in Amsterdam. Yeah. Um, the, uh, um, I was just curious, uh, like, so I'm, I'm a big fan of Superstore, and I was just curious how you got involved oh, with that show, because I, 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 know I was crying my eyes out the other night when it ended, but uh, the, the it was, like, probably my favorite sitcom <laughs> in the last 20 years, not because I work at a Walmart, but because, you know, partially, but, you know, it is, it's just, yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, well I, I actually have some questions for you on that. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, uh, I'm i curious how I ended up on that show, too, as I have no idea. Yeah. Um, my my audition my audition was literally, it was for this guy named Earl, and my line was, but then I'm going to have to restock the whole shelf. That was the, that was the whole line. Yeah. And it was either, well, he looks like the person we want, or he, does, he doesn't look like the person we want. It was, you know, like a Johnny Bravo thing. He, he fits the <laughs> costume uh, uh, or, or not. And uh, I got on magically. I don't know how. Uh, I'm assuming it's because I know a lot of people that work on the show as yeah. producers, writers, uh, and, and cast members. So um, I'm assuming that's how I got on. <laughs> not, not by my merits at uh, saying that I'm going to have to restock the whole shelf. Uh, but uh, I'm assuming that's uh, that. I'm assuming that's how I, I got on the show. Yeah. Uh, but it, yeah, it was just a, a great ride. A great ride for for three seasons. Yeah. I think I was only on three seasons on it. Uh, but yeah, it's a great, uh, great show. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not completely caught up on it myself. I'm actually getting re-caught up on it. Nice. And, uh, and as I'm watching it on Hulu, I'm like, oh, this is a funny show. This is really good. Yeah. Uh, kind of disappointed to see it going away. Not, not yeah. only the paycheck, but you know that because I thought that was a really fun show. It was uh, because it does, you know, speak. Uh, somebody pointed out the other day on Facebook. They said, "Oh, great! Now, now that uh, you know Roseanne is canceled, you know what show is there going to be to talk about the working class?" And then somebody was like, um, "Superstore, yeah. uh, you know, Superstore's still on." Um, and I never thought about that. I'm like, "Yeah, there's really no other show that that kind of uh, talks to the working, you know, about the the plights of the working class." Yeah, um, and puts funny bells and whistles on it, but you know, still sneaks sneaks the vegetables in, like you know. They do a lot of like politically, uh, uh, you know, uh, um, I'm not going to say activist, but uh, they do pose some fairly big questions on yeah. you know, on the show, while you know making it making it very funny at the same time. Yeah, I mean, it, the the thing is, I mean, it has like a heart, and it also has the whole idea of uh, you know, like it it does. There's a little bit of political like activism, quote unquote, too, and there's the whole like you know, and and I. I think it, it's good because it's basically carrying to all points of view and stuff in a lot of ways too. Which, yeah, which yeah, I, mean, I think it, I think it does. I mean, like I think Ur- Earl, for example, seems to come off as like a misogynist on there, and so it's like you know, yeah, so, I because yeah. I, uh, I, I was looking for because whenever I'm on Facebook, I I post to this person 
who always complains that you never tell me when you're on TV. And I'm like, because I never know when I'm going to be on TV. So I always talk to her. I'm like, Jennifer Jarrett, tonight is your opportunity to see me on Superstore. Um, and so I was looking for a photo because I couldn't find any stills of myself on the on the show. And then I went to this one and I said, hey, where's this photo from? And it was this uh, fan wiki page for, uh, I keep doing this a lot, this airports thing. A lot. <laughs> um, it's this uh, fan wiki page and they had an entry for me, Earl. And it said, Earl is played by actor Will McLaughlin. He is a loudmouth and a misogynist. And then that was it. That's the entire <laughs> thing. That's, that's pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the, the Earl and Garrett kind of once in a while have their little, uh, you know, because Garrett's more like, quote unquote, woke. But um, the, the, then, uh, then Earl. So it was kind of, you know, funny to see that. Um, but yeah, the um, well, like, uh, Marcus, the John Barinholtz character, Marcus and I were always the the, uh, the right wing outlier. Guys. Yeah, which which is good. I'm glad they had those characters on there. I mean, I'm obviously I'm, I'm more liberal, but still the you know, the the I like that, wanna, you know, because I want to be made clear. So yeah. are John Barinholtz and I. Yeah, I, I figured. Yeah, I knew. I knew you guys were. <laughs> I mean, I, I've I've heard interviews with John, so I know that he is. And I know and I've, I've heard a couple, you know, heard. I can just assume you are. So yeah, the, the um, the uh, yeah, um, it's it's just interesting because like the the show does you know kind of uh, being a person that works at a Walmart, it's very accurate to the kind of family. Yeah, that and that you was, create. that's what I was, I was that's what I was going to ask you since I know yeah. that you're a, you're a stalker at uh, a Walmart. Uh, how accurate the experience? Like what what feels like the most accurate thing uh, that Superstore gets right about working in a big box store? I think basically it's actually the family aspect of it because you've yeah, got, yeah. you've got like a, cause I mean, I've, I, there, there are, there are the, the fights and the, and the, uh, you know, you hate somebody one day, the next day they're your best friend sort of thing when it comes to working with somebody. And I mean, that, that's like yeah. in any job, but I think that Superstore was able to get that plus the whole like dealing with customers and the whole, just, just, just all the different politics when it comes to working in a, a corporate store of some sort yeah so yeah i, I, yeah. Th- I think they they, yeah. they they nailed it all yeah um you, you were also on uh, parks and rec which is another i think i think basically i think superstore and parks and rec are two of the 20 the funniest shows in the last like 20 years or so so yeah um so and um yeah i've been, I've been really, this word gets thrown around a lot by actors but i feel very blessed yeah um uh, uh but yeah i feel just incredibly lucky to have been part of some Great, great projects with great people. Was it your uh, UCB connection that got you part of that, or is it, or was it? Uh... I'm certain it had to be because yeah. it was not my talent at all. Uh, the uh, I think it was yeah because I had friends mm-hmm. that uh, wrote for the show, and uh, you know, and of course, Amy, uh, yeah. Amy Poehler uh, looks out for all of her um, her lambs uh, <laughs> on the show, and. Um, uh, yeah, I think that was that was another thing where I just knew a bunch of people on the show and like, hey, we need a cop. Um, this guy will play cops a lot, so uh, yeah. we'll just we'll just get him. Uh, but fortunately, I ended up being a cop that they brought back over and over again. Um, and uh, but actually, I think the guy who was bringing me back over and over again was this guy uh, was Michael Schur, yeah, uh, who was one of the creators of the show. And I don't think he and I have ever met at all. Uh, in person, I mean, we, we might have, but he has this, he has an intense fear of cops. So uh, they would, 
they would, you know, anytime there was a chance to put that in a storyline. I think, I think, I think uh, Adam Scott's character was kind of a stand-in for Michael Shore. Yeah. Uh, in the in the show, so I think anytime they, you know, they gave him that thing, but he's paranoid of cops as well. So uh, I think that's kind of what came me, uh, made me, uh, sorry, kept me coming back and back. Yeah. 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 Because I mean, with I mean, I know you did an episode of The Good Place as well. I saw, and that you know, I know he created that as well. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Same people. Yeah. Uh, uh, Officer Prawn Mandler. I was Officer Prawn Mandler on that one. <laughs> so you play you play Instead cops cops a lot. It looks like too. So uh, yeah, and he, uh, also Michael Schur is doing. There's a new Peacock series called. Oh God, I'm gonna mess this up. Um, God, I should know it. Uh, it's a, a new show. It's 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 just on the Peacock uh, channel of uh, the app. Yeah. Uh, but it stars Ed Helms. Uh, Ed Helms stars as this this guy who goes back to his hometown and. and know wherever uh and then so i was asked to make a up to play a cop on that and then i'm like okay great yeah fantastic and then they went to pin the the name badge on me and it said kill nose so officer randy kill nose from parks and rec that was my character's name yeah so uh he's apparently back in this town in, you know, in this small town with ed helms again nice. so uh i like that there's been this through line with michael sure that's me. that's really cool yeah i mean he seems to cast a lot of the same people in all of his shows which is yeah, 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 and even just small roles and everything. Because I mean, I I talked to Jim O'Hare once, and he was like on an episode of Brooklyn Nine Nine, and you know things like yeah. that. So yeah, so yeah, um, the uh, so um, what uh, something I like to ask people too is like, if you had any advice to give your like younger self before you started acting and everything, what would it be? <laughs> before I started acting, yeah, or, or or when you were trying to get into it or whatever, like any kind of, you know advice uh ad- advice to a young acting me mm-hmm. um i think i would say i would say, well <laughs> so it just has to be it just has to be one piece of advice oh, you can give any advice as much as you like <laughs> uh, yeah well well my advice well my advice to myself might be well stay away from this person and this person yeah as uh and you know uh not to name specific names, right? yeah, but uh, uh, but yeah, there would be like those along the way, but just sort of like a, a ge- as a general advice, uh, it would be like 75% of everything anyone's gonna tell you is gonna be bullshit, um, and 25% is probably the truth. Uh, learn to recognize the bullshit, um, and and then I would give that uh, previous me all the bullet points of the things to avoid and the people to avoid. Um, I think there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of bullshit in this business, um, but there's not a. Um, I, I'm sure that goes without saying. Yeah. But uh, I haven't I haven't found the I, I have this I have I've had these preconceptions due to what we see represented in, in, uh, in film and TV about what Hollywood is like, and, you know, the, you know, uh, it's full of douchebags and, and, uh, you know, predatory people. And, uh, <laughs> uh I haven't run into any of that stuff personally. Uh, I know they're out there and I know they, uh, yeah. uh, I know they exist and they're, you know, waiting in the tall grass for me. 
but uh, I haven't found I haven't found the pretentious materialistic people that I you know I thought I would find uh, uh, in the entertainment industry or in Los Angeles. Um, you know, maybe I'm just not running in the right circles though. So um, uh, it's it's the the business has been pretty good to me so far. <laughs> not as good as I would like to be, but uh, it's been it's been pretty good to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I mean, I think you're on the cusp of finding something great too. I mean, honestly, I mean, I think you're a great comedic actor. I mean, I think it's, well, you yeah. should move out here and start running Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> well, if I get my script written, um, <laughs> yeah. get, get it done. Yeah, I've, uh, yeah, I've, I've, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm trying to get get things going. It's just it's been a couple of years since I've directed a film, which is really kind. Of, I mean, I do a lot of indie films out here, so it's like, oh, kind cool. of, yeah. But um, the uh, um, what uh, what's like the most interesting? I mean, I, I know it's kind of a weird question, but like one of the most interesting things that's happened to you since you've been out in Hollywood. Anything that you would like surprised well, you or anything? That's uh, that surprised me, or or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I guess uh, I guess something that, uh, the thing that surprised me when I moved out here, New York. Uh, I moved here from New York City fifteen years ago now. Um, uh, I thought everything was going to be a lot closer together, uh, yeah. just the way you see Los Angeles and Southern California portrayed on, on, on movies and film. It looks like, Hey, the beach is right next to that Randy's donuts place, yeah, which is right near the Hollywood sign, <laughs> which is near the Griffith observatory. It just all seems a lot more compact and compressed on TV and film. And then you get out of here like fuck it. I got to give myself an hour and a half to get anywhere. <laughs> uh, um, so I think I think that was I think that was a, uh, a surprise. Um, I think the uh, I, I think something that surprised me industry wise was just how um, I don't know just how hard it is to get representation and how necessary it is. Yeah. Um, and when I say representation, I mean I don't mean I mean, commercial representation, I got that like like that. I mean, that was set up from New York to L.A. Um, so I had a commercial agent pretty quickly. Uh, but uh, uh, it took me forever to find any sort of theatrical re- representation. And, and I still don't know what it takes or how I got it. Uh, but I, I, I do. And I guess I'm going to hang on to it. <laughs> hang on to it <laughs> Uh, unless, unless you know somebody bigger comes knocking, yeah. Um, so um, I hope none of my reps are hearing that. Uh, <laughs> no. I mean, my current reps are fantastic; they're great. Um, uh, you know, I think it's the perfect size agency for me, uh, as you know who I am. I don't need some CAA, and clearly, clearly, they don't need me either. Um, <laughs> you know. uh, but uh, yeah, I think that was that was a big surprise. Was just like how uh how long it took me to get theatrical representation yeah that, that's uh i mean that that's uh that, that that is something i think that a lot of people i've talked to or it struggles with like the fact that you know it's it's hard to get that first you know kind of big bite and trying to get somebody to represent you and everything so yeah it's just yeah, yeah. i mean i mean i'm sure there's so many talented people that just kind of can't get that for some reason or another and that are yeah, I think so. And and I, uh, the converse of that, there's a lot of really uh, untalented 
people yeah. who have representation. I'm like, how the fuck did that happen? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but not again, not naming names. Um, <laughs> the, I was gonna. Uh, there was some. Ah, uh, shit. There was some point I was gonna make, and it's left me. I can't. I can't remember what That's it was. That's fine. Yeah. Um. What? Uh. Yeah. Um. Uh, speaking of like uh, things like uh, the fact that we're during the, during this pandemic and everything, um, I'm just curious. Like, you said you've been uh, you know watching a lot of TV and movies and everything. Is there anything that you've seen recently that's really like surprised you or anything that you've really liked or anything? That, yeah, that surprised me. Um, or that you really loved? <laughs> yeah, I, I just I just finished the. Uh, I don't know, let's just open it up. I've got the TV right in front. Yeah, I just I just finished the. Uh, uh, that Fran Lebowitz thing, uh, Pretend It's a City. Have you seen that at all? No, not yet, but I've been wanting to. Really good. It's really funny. Uh, my friend, uh, uh, that's, a, that's another thing that that happened with, um, uh, uh, again, what the fuck? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's I'm okay. Sorry. It's all right. <laughs> Iola Davis on uh, How to Get Away with Murder right there. Um <laughs> So you can put you can put down this podcast with Will McLaughlin, co-starring Viola. I, I should. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the yeah, that was something uh, something about uh, UCB theater is it's it's also just been my best agent, uh, my association with that theater. I feel like every job I've ever gotten has been because of my association with that theater. Whether they've seen me on stage, whether it was uh, you know the people who I came up and did shows with got jobs on the show whether it was people who I taught classes to went and got jobs uh, on shows, but that's, uh, that was, that's really kind of been the incubator of my relationship uh, with that theater for every job I've ever, uh, I've ever gotten. Um, uh, so, but yeah, and I, and I was guess the uh, pretend it's a city. One of the guys who I met through class was this guy, Ted Griffin, who he wrote oceans 11 and tower heist and terriers. And he also executive produced, um, that uh, that Fran Leibowitz uh, that Fran Leibowitz show. Nice. Uh, so I was texting with him about it constantly uh, about it. But yeah, so pretend it's a city. I thought that was uh, that was fun and interesting. Uh, I watched the. Um, uh, you talk about surprised, and I feel like it's things that I've always had preconceptions about, but yeah. it surprised me what it was about. I watched uh, um, the boys on um, on uh, Amazon. Yeah. Have you seen? Oh yeah. The super- the superhero show? Yeah. Yeah, I thought, uh, I had a lot of preconceptions about that. I'm like, oh, it's going to be superheroes, but they're just like us with our problems uh, uh, and things. And um, it really, uh, it's like no show I've ever seen. I know. And like, they, just, like, they did the darkest comedy and uh, and it still made it like heartwarming moments. I've like, I don't even know how they how they pulled that off. I thought it was, it's a pretty amazing show. Um, I know everybody doesn't feel that way about it. So yeah, I, I, I loved it. I mean, I, I thought it was get, good. I don't want to get, I don't want to get too behind it. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, that's a show that definitely surprised me with how much I liked it. Yeah. The, uh, um, the executive producer of that show is actually from Sylvania, Ohio, which is right next to Toledo. So it's pretty, pretty cool that, you know, <laughs> He's kind of an inspiration. (laughs) Jersey with uh, uh, famous people there are. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Toledo's got a few. We've got, like, Jamie Farr and Katie Holmes and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's just, you know. (laughs) 
I, I love that the first one you counted was Jamie Farr. Yes. Yeah, I, I've I've met him. Um, I actually met Katie as well. But the uh, no Jamie actually because uh, our our big uh, one of our big restaurants here is Tony Paco's Hot Dogs, which he talked about on Mash all the time. Tony Paco's Hot Dogs. That yeah. sounds great. Yeah, they're like Hungarian hot dogs with uh, like chili sauce on top of them, and they're 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 amazing. And I worked a theater. I worked at a theater locally, and he was uh, in a production of The Odd Couple with William Christopher from Mash as well. Yeah. And and wow. uh, yeah, my, the first time I ever had a Tony Paco's hot dog, I'm a really picky eater, and he handed it to me, and he's like, "Kid, you got to eat this." So that was, you know, so 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 you know, that, that's my little claim to Jamie Farr fame. But um, uh, my, I, I can see why he gets first mentioned. Yes, and then yeah, and then Katie dated a friend of mine, but that's another story. But what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's a story for another time that I'm not allowed to talk about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when they were in high school, but um, the. Uh, um, yeah, but no, it's, it, yeah, Toledo does have a few different, you know, things going for it. Hopefully some more people come out of here like me or somebody, but, um, the, the um, um, oh. so, uh, yeah, what, um, I, I was just, uh, curious, like, is, uh, you got anything coming up or anything that you, uh, any, uh, projects or anything? Coming up? I, yeah. I, I hope so. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know about anything uh, uh, that's yeah. coming up. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, you know, Superstore ended, and uh, you know, the movie <coughs> year is full premiered. Um, that was really all I had in the hopper. Yeah, um, I had a few commercial auditions the other day that I didn't get. Um, so uh-huh. well, there's that. Uh, the uh, yep, nothing, nothing coming up. Yeah, well, hopefully, you got something soon. Um, I. Uh... I, I look forward to anything that you're in because you, you've you've got a you've got a knack for you know good timing I think when it comes to humor and everything so it, it's it's good um, yeah um, <clears throat> anything else you wanted to say before we uh, wrap things up here or anything uh, uh no yeah uh, <laughs> uh, God I got I'm gonna put Tony Packy's hot dogs on my yep. list of places yep. to yep. to to eat if I'm ever in. Um, Toledo, <laughs> you can have them sent heard. to you too, I believe. So, are they only are they only in Toledo or they they it, it's a local like chain. Um, but they they uh, have uh, Tony Paco's has uh they, they do sell like their chili sauce and dogs in restaurant and I mean uh, in grocery stores across the country from different places. So you might be able to find them. And they I do they, I do believe they deliver. By the way, they're not P-A- sponsoring this. P A C K O. Yeah. This is not sponsored by Tony Paco's at yes. all. No, but if they'd like to sponsor the podcast, let me know. But um, <laughs> you no. have to do commercials for them every five seconds. Though. Yes, no, but they're like Mark, like Mark, like Mark Marin does. Yeah, <laughs> I love Marin's podcast. Yeah, that's what oh, got me. So that's great. what got me interested in <laughs> podcasting. So <laughs> I skip through that whole first part though, and just get to the get to the interview. It's, it's yeah. it becomes a very interesting show if you if you just fast forward. Yeah, you know, thirty seconds. And he's like, Squarespace, you can design anything with Squarespace. Got to say a happy birthday to my dad. So there I am, fucking a pillow. You know, it yeah. becomes <laughs> like, it becomes like this whole different show, uh, like almost Dadaist poetry. Yeah, I I, I know what you mean. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, I listen to it a lot of times where I can't fast forward, so I got to listen to the Squarespace and the uh, and the and the um you know whatever else uh the my that's smart that stamps.com or whatever yeah um the- stamps.com. <laughs> yeah. uh this newest thing is like the free the free therapy app yeah 
think. Everybody's got yeah. that. I listen to a lot of podcasts, and it's the same ads on every one of them. I just yeah. wish some of them would sponsor me. No offense to any of your ads. <laughs> any of the ads. I'm not, no, no. <laughs> the, um, so, uh, yeah, anyways, it was great talking to you. It was, it was awesome. Um, yeah, the, uh, okay. yeah, um, look, like I said, I look forward to anything that you're in. Um, is there anywhere, uh, any, anything you'd like to plug online or anything people can find you or anything? Um, I guess uh, I, you could find me. At, I don't tweet at all because that's dangerous. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> people are getting, Jesus. I, I know. I, and plus, I, I just don't understand Twitter. I don't get the. I don't either. I log on to it and I'll see bit colon url slash slash and, and i just don't know what it is yeah i don't get the twitter uh, or the tiktok or any of that stuff still something yeah TikTok, <laughs> I, I mean i get tiktok more than, than twitter. Um, <laughs> twitter yeah but it just i don't know it's just not for me uh yeah i i guess i'm i'm getting into instagram now just because uh uh i don't know i have like five photos on instagram but now that Superstore has ended, all of a sudden I have all these photos that I can release, uh, whatever. Nice. Uh, and I guess I'm I'm at McCool30 on okay. Instagram. Um, I don't know. Just okay. M-A-C-O-U-L-E. I'll, look, I'll link that in the show notes so people can find you. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, yeah. I'm just looking to see. I'm, I'm now checking in right now. I have 954 followers. That's nice. Uh, that's that's up from 500 where it was a couple days ago <laughs> uh but yeah but I'm, I'm posting more superstore stuff and uh and yeah and i'm trying to i'm trying to make some more of my own projects yeah to get my own sort of like because it's, it's it's hard to get anybody together and shoot a web series during this pandemic or anything yeah. like that so i'm, I'm looking <clears> for some <throat> just like solo pro, uh, projects that i can host on youtube and so i guess I guess look for those when okay. I get ambitious enough. Um, I have no idea what they'll be called, but, but uh, <laughs> um, you, you could possibly see it then. Okay, cool. When I put them on there. All right. Well, again, thank you, and I, I hope you have a good night. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, this pandemic ends soon, and get a lot more work and everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I hope uh, if there was anything usable at all in this. Uh, Definitely. This Okay. Sure. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. Have a good one. All right. <laughs> okay. I hope everybody enjoyed that uh, interview there that I did with Will McLaughlin. Um, yeah, he's a really, really interesting guy. Um, I think he's headed for uh, a big break soon because he's he's way too funny to not be. Um, hope so. I mean, I, I loved him on on Superstore as Earl. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, yeah. pretty funny, misogynistic dude. Um, <laughs> um, the, uh, I don't know, I'm pretty sad still, though, that Superstore went off the air. But it was a yeah. good show. The series finale made me cry. Um, what? Um, any, anything going on in your life here, Matt, that uh, you want to share with us in the world? No, just... Just be good to each other. It's a good idea, you know? Yeah. Wear a mask. Yep. Wear a condom. <laughs> you know, go on to, uh, you know, you know, and if you're just at home and you don't want to wear either one of those things, that's fine, too. Um, <laughs> if you're just there by yourself. But while you're there, please go to... Uh, 
you know, iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever the hell they're calling it these days, and uh, give us a give us a review. Because they keep changing yeah. the name of these things. I don't know what they call them anymore. I don't really. I know they always that. change. Yeah. Yeah. So um, just just give us a review. Um, I don't care if it's bad. Yeah. You know, talk about how you can't stand my voice. Um, you know, I don't care. It's fine. I'd appreciate that. Um, I might cry a little, <laughs> but not Just too long. Not, not, not too long. You know, maybe for no. like you know three weeks or something. But other than that, um, but uh, wait, that might be a problem because <laughs> I have to do other things in the world during that time. So I probably shouldn't cry for yeah. three weeks straight, right, Matt? No, no, that'd be bad. Um, but yeah, please, please no. like, please, please, you know, like our Facebook page, follow us on, you know, the Facebook. Like I just said, you know, join the our book. join our Facebook group. Go to alltoreal2.com. And yeah, yeah. Um, check us out there. Um, do all the things that you do for podcasts that you love yeah. or that you hate or that you're, Ooh. you know, mediocre on. <laughs> you know, follow us on the social meds. Yes. <laughs> As you say, yeah. social meds. Yes, you can check out Cullen Park, which is the parent company of this show. Um, yeah. You know, we're on the twits and the grams. <laughs> yep. Yep. <clears throat> yep. We haven't gotten on the TikToks yet. Nope. Not much of a talker. No. Or a ticker, rather. Yeah. Even at that. Sometimes I tick, other times I talk. But I never do them together. Yep. So that's no, the problem. No. Why, why would you? No. Why? No. But, anyways, um, be good to each other. Yeah. If you run a VHS, you know, be kind and rewind. Yeah. Yeah. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to All Too Real 2 Podcast, a Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Haas. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at CullenPark.com.